And now it's the show brought to you by Mountaineer fans for Mountaineer fans, the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into Season 6, Episode 176 of the CRW Podcast, here to review a Mountaineer victory as West Virginia snaps their losing streak, defeating UCF 41-28 to to move to 5-3 and on the season and 3-2 and in Big 12 Conference play, and we're excited to talk about it here on Episode 176 of the CRW Podcast. Here are UCF review and reaction episode. We're going to dive in on the numbers momentarily. Then we'll take a look at the other games that happened in the Big 12 Conference this week. Provide a brief review of those as well before we close up shop here and look ahead to the West Virginia Mountaineers returning home this upcoming weekend as West Virginia is back on the winning side of things. Should be a more positive vibe throughout Mountaineer Nation as it'll be a positive vibe here throughout this episode. But let's review this win. Let's take a look at these numbers as West Virginia defeats UCF in Game 8 of the 2023 WVU football season. All right, we're going to lead things off here with the team statistics. But before we get into our stat review of the numbers, both team-wise and individually for this win for West Virginia, I want to say thank you guys for tuning into this episode, whether you're viewing it or listening to it. And if you are viewing it, we appreciate you tuning in there, whether it's on the Country Roads webcast channel or on the web there at wvsportsnow.com, where you'll find all kinds of great Mountaineer sports content. And we're really appreciative of them and being a part of the SportsNow family of networks there. But if you're tuned into that video version or here on our channel do us a favor hit that like button really helps us a lot with this video's performance and future videos performances as well and if you're a west virginia fan big 12 fan college football fan in general be sure hit that subscribe button helps us helps you helps get more of this mountaineer sports content out to mountaineer nation but if you are a listener on the audio side there we appreciate that too whether you're tuned in on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify amazon music iHeartRadio, you name it you can find us there just search country roads webcast you can help us by leaving us a rating or a review and sharing us around with other Mountaineer fans you may know. Uh, with that out of the way, let's get into the numbers here. West Virginia and UCF was a bit of a shootout. As we kind of talked about on the preview show, West Virginia has the ability to play in a shootout. They'd shown that in recent weeks. Wondered if West Virginia would want to play that way. Thought they may try and slow this game down, but I think they surprised because they came out and said, no, nah, we're going to come out and we're going to let it rip. They even went up tippo on offense at times throughout this game, and I really love 
loved that game plan, saying that they were going to outshoot UCF, as I think the way Neil Brown termed it in his post game, even. And West Virginia did just that when it was all said and done at the end of the day. And I think some of these numbers bear that out. West Virginia, 25 first downs, UCF, 27 first downs. Third down efficiency, much improved for West Virginia in this game. 7 of 15, 9 of 12 for UCF. Fourth downs, West Virginia was 2 of 2, UCF 1 of 2. Total yardage, nearly dead even, 450 yards for the Mountaineers, 463 for UCF, which sounds like a lot, but actually West Virginia held them under their average for the season. They were averaging nearly 500 yards a game. I believe it was 499.6. So West Virginia you know, did a good job to hold them underneath that, actually, at 463. Passing yardage, 164 for the Mountaineers, 274 for the Knights. Uh, West Virginia, 15 of 24. UCF had to throw the ball 36 times, which is probably more than they wanted to. And I think in the second half, that's when West Virginia got a nice little advantage in this game was when they forced UCF to throw the football late in this game. West Virginia really finally had some success on UCF's final couple of possessions, forcing them into a three and out and then a four and out because they knew they were going to have to throw the football. And that's why you see the high number of uh, throws there for UCF in this game. Rushing yardage, West Virginia, what a job here getting the ground game back going. And I think it just goes to show Thomas Remack is really underrated in this West Virginia rushing attack because we saw finally with him and Wyatt Milam both back together on the left side of that offensive line, West Virginia's run game really get going again. They really went back to leaning on running a lot outside zone to that left side, and it worked off. I mean, it paid off a lot, rather, in this game for West Virginia to the tune of 286 rushing yards. Now you just got to hope Doug Nestor's all right moving forward and you can finally have that offensive line at full strength. We'll get to know Doug Nestor's status soon moving forward when we hear from Neil Brown in his press conference uh, this upcoming week ahead of the BYU game. But in this game, West Virginia against UCF ran the football very effectively multiple ways. Garrett Green did a good job rushing the football again. Saw C.J. Donaldson have a resurgent performance after he was you know, put onto the bench you know first game not starting for the Mountaineers this season he responded to that very positively looked like he returned to form in this game was really running aggressively and then of course our guy Jaheim White had a great game as well all of those things combined West Virginia ran for 286 yards so nearly 300 rushing yards and the thing that I go back to when I talk about that is if it was on one of these you know DVDs from back in the day I believe it was the Stay Humble Stay Hungry Hungry DVD that's behind me there which was the 2006 season highlights but after one game you know back then West Virginia was really running the football well. And Coach Rod says, how many yards did we rush for? And they said, you know, 300. And he said, you know what that means? It means that the defense knows that the run's coming and it's still getting there. And for West Virginia, when you're running for 286, I think you can definitely say that in this game. You can echo those statements, especially late in the game. That's what I love to see was West Virginia able to close this out running the football. You think of C.J. Donaldson on his final carry of the game, having a defender on his back for, you know, what, a 30-plus yard carry down to the 10-yard line. So hats off to the West Virginia rushing game in this one, 286 yards, 5.7 yards per carry. UCF ran for 189, which awesome job for West Virginia there to hold the UCF all, uh, rushing offense under 200 yards rushing as well. Um, they're a very powerful rushing attack of their own. They actually matched West Virginia's yards per carry, 5.7 as well. Um, penalties, West Virginia did a good job. Four for 35, had it under five. That's been the magic number this year if they have five or less penalties. West Virginia has really found success. They really only had two until late in the game. So I think in this game you saw West Virginia go back to a lot of the things that helped them early in the season. They were a lot more disciplined in this game, didn't make as many mistakes, and that's why they're able to come away with this win. As you see, UCF more penalties with six. But really then right here is what I got to hone in on, the turnover battle when you talk about mistakes. Four to one, West Virginia wins the turnover battle finally. 
First time they've won the turnover battle in a Big 12 game, been positive in the turnover margin since October of last season against Baylor. Only the second time in this year total that they've won it, period, uh, since they played Pitt earlier this year was the only other time. So glad to see West Virginia finally get some positive bounces there in the turnover margin, including some lucky bounces. They were due for some lucky breaks. Seems like they've had bad break after bad break this season. Finally get one of those when that ball's kicked off the defender's leg and Beanie Bishop gets his first of what would be two interceptions. They force John Rice Plumley to throw three of those. They also recover a fumble. So West Virginia comes away forcing four turnovers, only lose one of their own, positive turnover margin. And then, of course, yet again, something we always like to see, West Virginia winning time of possession. That's been also a successful formula for them this season. They do that yet again, dominate at 36 minutes to 24 over UCF. And also, last week I talked about in the second half of the game, Oklahoma State really dominated field position, and I thought that that hurt West Virginia pretty badly in the second half of that football game. And in this half, it's not on this stat sheet that we're sharing here on the screen with you guys, but West Virginia won the field position battle greatly in this game, and it really helped them. I believe they were plus 18 in the field position differential there, if I'm not mistaken. So great job by West Virginia, really a complete team effort in this game, kind of one of the Better jobs we've seen to that all season. I know the defense still left some things to be desired, still were missing some tackles. Didn't look as great as they did early in the season, but if they're going to struggle and give up yardage and stuff, at least they're going to be opportunistic. That's how you can account for that and make up for that. And in this game, they did a good job of uh, doing just that. So let's hone in on the individual statistics for the Mountaineers now. How about Garrett Green? Another great performance. What is this, three in a row for him? And in this one, he was an absolute fighter. It looked like he re-injured his ankle at one point in this game, but able to m battle back right through that and get right back in this one and continue to put on the impressive performance that he was putting on Saturday for the Mountaineers. 11 carries, 55 yards, three rushing touchdowns. First West Virginia quarterback with three rushing touchdowns in a game since Pat White in 2008. Also went 14 of 23 through the air for 156 yards. Uh, Nico was one of one for eight yards. Of course, that was the one play that he came in for the Garrett Green ankle injury, which West Virginia had set up a nice little safe throw for him, which was a tunnel screen into a hook and lateral. Only the bad part of it was Jalen Anderson couldn't handle the pitch, and that was the one fumble West Virginia lost, the one turnover they had on the day. Getting into the rushing numbers, C.J. Donaldson talked about him having a resurgence in this game. Was so glad to see that. 17 carries, 121 yards, one touchdown. And then Jaheim White, you guys know that's my favorite player here on the roster. Love that guy. Nine carries, 85 yards, and one touchdown. And we're getting to that point in the season where we're going to see some of these true freshmen really start to come into their own and play bigger roles in this offense. And you saw that start in this game against UCF, not only with Jaheim White, but with Rodney Gallagher as well. You see him on the rushing statistics here, added three carries for 15 yards. And then Justin Johnson, can't fail to mention that he got the start here for West Virginia, seven carries for 15 yards in the game for him. The Mountaineers receivers, three catches for 47 yards for Devin Carter. And it's a bit of a mixed bag here. I'm going to stay, you know, more positive because I, you know, thought that the plays that he made were very important. But Devin Carter did struggle with some drops late in this game, something he's going to have to get corrected moving forward. So now that I got that negative side out of the way for his performance, the positive side is I believe all three of his catches there were on third downs for West Virginia. It's a very crucial situation. So he played a big part in West Virginia being able to win this game, despite, you know, a lot of people wanting to talk about the drops. Three catches, 47 yards. And then Preston Fox, another good performance for him. Three catches, 33 yards. One of those being a big gainer on the tunnel screen that I mentioned earlier. They ran that a couple times in the game, once being that hook and lateral, the other being a 28-yard gain for him. Great performance for 
Preston, Cole Taylor, four receptions, 26 yards. Mentioned Rodney Galler getting more involved this week, two catches, 20 yards. E.J. Horton getting the start in place of Hudson Clement, two catches, 19 yards for him. Had a nice catch on a play-action play on a fourth down, which they rolled Garrett Green out on a bootleg and had E.J. Horton coming on a crosser, picked up 13 yards and got West Virginia set up in a goal-to-go situation. And uh, C.J. Donaldson, one catch, nine yards. And Jalen Anderson with an interesting stat line, zero receptions but 10 receiving yards. And that is because the hook and lateral that I mentioned earlier, that's kind of the way they break that up. Whoever catches the pass initially, which was Preston Fox, gets the reception, but the person they lateral to gets all the yards. So Jalen Anderson doesn't get credit for the reception but gets the 10 yards. Unfortunately, gets the fumble, and you hate to see that because you got kind of wonder if we'll see Jalen Anderson again. That was the first time we'd seen him since the Houston snafu, the pass that went through his arms and turned into an interception. Uh, so – Seeing him now come back, and then he fumbles this away. You hate that for him. He's a talented player. Maybe he'll get another chance, but we'll see what happens. You know, not looking too good for him right now. Finally gets out of the doghouse and then fumbles away another ball for West Virginia. You hate to see that. But uh, West Virginia did have a couple other fumbles in the game. They were able to recover, and one of those you got to shout out, you know, Thomas Remock again. I mentioned him earlier. He was Johnny on the spot there recovering a fumble late in the game for West Virginia when the game was still in doubt. A big play there for him. But flipping it over to the defense, I thought Lee Coba had one of his best games, and I thought that Ben Cutter really stood out as well. I believe Ben Cutter was very high on the PFF grades. Uh, five tackles for Ben Cutter, one TFL. Eight tackles for Lee Coba, one sack, one TFL. And Lee Coba's sack maybe the most important defensive play of this football game. It looked like the tide was going to turn for West Virginia. UCF maybe going to snatch some momentum after, you know, West Virginia had missed an opportunity. But then instead, Lee Coba provides the turning point as he comes in, sacks John Rice Plumley. Jalen Thornton's able to recover the fumble, and West Virginia is able to score and then take advantage of the game and never look back from there. So big play from Lee Coba, led West Virginia in tackles and had one of the more impactful plays of the game. Also six tackles from Anthony Wilson. Caden Bowser got in in this game playing some snaps at linebacker. He had six tackles as well. I'm not going to read through all these. You guys on the video side that are watching can see some of them. Half a tackle for a loss for Marcus Floyd that he shared with Mike Lockhart, and Marcus Floyd also added an interception in this game. As I said, West Virginia had three of those. One was Marcus Floyd, and you know he can credit you know our guy Steady Eddie, Eddie V, for forcing that one. Hit John Rice Plumley's arm. The ball floats up into the air. Marcus Floyd comes away with the interception. And then Beanie Bishop, you know, two big plays, two more interceptions in this game for him. He's near the top of the country in individual interceptions now. And he also has four on the season, which he matches West Virginia's team total from last year. West Virginia only had four as a team in 2022. So Beanie Bishop, one of the most underrated transfer additions West Virginia was able to add to this roster. So there's a breakdown of the numbers against UCF as West Virginia comes out with a very important victory, moves to 5-3 and three overall on the season, 3-2 and two in Big 12 play, and gets into the top half of the conference standings and not mathematically out of the equation to potentially reach the conference title game. They would need a little bit of help, but of course West Virginia would need to win out in order to do that. We can cross that bridge if and when we ever come to it. For now, we just need to you know focus on each game and continue to rack up these Ws. Next up is BYU, so we'll look ahead to that one later this week on the CRW Podcast with our BYU preview and predictions episode and looking forward to that one. But just to wrap up here on UCF, I thought, you know, one of the better play calling games Neil Brown has brought to the West Virginia offense. Glad to see this West Virginia offense finally coming into its own over the last three games. Special teams played well, and I thought, 
for the first time this season, you kind of got all three sides complimenting each other for like a full four quarters. It was almost a full team effort for a full game for West Virginia, and you're glad to see that at this point in the season, setting up for a chance to have a strong November where you're going to be playing meaningful football. And as a West Virginia football fan, that's all you can ask for is to be playing meaningful football in November, and West Virginia is going to be doing that this upcoming month, starting with BYU. So, 41 to 28 victory, double digit win on the road when you were a seven point underdog. You got to love that if you're a Mountaineer fan. So, positive vibes coming out of this one, positive vibes leading up to this BYU game. And hopefully, it pays off and we can have a positive end to the season for West Virginia. For now, we get to celebrate this win and excited to get to do that with you guys. But let's move on. Let's look at some of the other games that happened in the Big 12 here in week nine of the college football season in 2023 as we wrap up episode 176 of the crw podcast by taking a look around the big 12 all right some results around the big 12 here in week nine of the season how about kansas state i thought they'd win handedly over houston i was a little bit concerned about houston where houston's head was at i thought you know kansas state's really coming into their own offensively and they put on a heck of a performance the little apple there in manhattan's a really tough place to play they proved that yet again, a shutout victory over the fighting Dana Holgersons, 41 to nothing. They take down Houston, talked about the Mountaineers, of course, defeating UCF 41 to 28. UCF's losing streak continues as well. They're now 0-5 in the conference, and it's tough to see because that's such an explosive UCF offense. Their problems, obviously, on the defensive side, but got to think a conference win's coming from them soon with all the weapons they have there on the offensive side. And then Texas handles West Virginia's next opponent, BYU, pretty easily despite the fact that they don't have Quinn Ewers. The BYU offense really struggled in this game, as has kind of been the case all season, particularly the rushing offense. BYU has not been able to run the football this year. They've been pretty one-dimensional, and Texas's defense was pretty much able to shut them down there in Austin for a 35-6 to victory. So BYU coming off a loss to Texas. We'll head into Morgantown this weekend for the upcoming game. And then Iowa State hits the road to get a road conference win, and they continue to impress. They're up there tied for first in the Big 12 Conference standings now. 30-18 to victory over the Baylor Bears, who continue to struggle this season. But Rocco Beck, Iowa State, you know, Matt Campbell, a lot of people were talking about him being on the hot seat following that loss to the Ohio Bobcats earlier in the season. But talk about a big bounce back in a year when they weren't expected to do much following that gambling scandal. Here we are heading into the last month of the season, and they've got a chance to compete to make the conference title game. Uh, 30-18 win there in Waco leaves them in the position to do just that. And then Oklahoma State in the nightcap game easily handling the other Big 12 newcomer, Cincinnati, really pulling away there in the second half. 45-13 45-13 to 13 in Stillwater, as we expected Oklahoma to win this game. But, of course, the story coming out of it has been the story in recent weeks for Oklahoma State, as we well know as Mountaineer fans, and that, of course, is Ollie Gordon. Another 200-plus yard rushing performance, 271 yards rushing against Cincinnati. So that's 550 yards rushing over the past two weeks for Ollie Gordon, who not only has Oklahoma State competing for a Big 12 title heading into Bedlam, which is a very important Bedlam game setting up now, but also has his name getting put into Heisman conversations, and rightfully so for OG2 having a phenomenal season there for the Cowboys, and Bedlam's going to be fun uh, this upcoming week. 
And speaking of Bedlam, our game of the week in the Big 12 Conference this week, if you tuned into our UCF preview and predictions episode, was the Kansas-Oklahoma game. And I went out on a limb and I took the Jayhawks. I said, I just had a feeling. I said, call me crazy. But I thought Kansas was going to win this football game. And, man, they made me look good, didn't they? How about those Jayhawks in Lawrence, you know, having to put together a final game-winning drive and then putting together an awesome season despite the fact Jalen Daniels isn't playing for them. We've talked about the rumors there. We'll see how that pans out. But put that to the side because Jason Bean is getting it done for the Jayhawks and Lance Leipold is doing an absolutely phenomenal job with that program. Really a program-changing win here. They moved to 6-2 and two on the season. They're right up there tied for first place in the standings now as well. Taking down what was an undefeated Oklahoma squad, 38-33, to 33, getting a monumental win there in what was our game of the week here in around the Big 12 on the Country Roads webcast here for week nine, and it was a good one there if you got a chance to tune into that, which the fun part of it was there was a delay in that game, so despite the fact it started the same time as our West Virginia game, we got a chance to catch the end of it, and it was a fun end of that football game with Kansas coming out on top, and it continues to be a crazy Big 12 season with a lot of the conference title spots up for grabs, and it should continue to be a very fun closing segment for us here as this November plays out and we see who earns those spots in the Big 12 title game, and we sure are looking forward to it here on the Country Roads webcast. So there you have it, Mountaineer Nation. A little bit more brief episode this week, but got ahead to work, so I had to try and record this this morning before work. Was thinking I was going to have the day off today. Got called in, so I had to try and you know wrap up a shorter episode for you guys, but wanted to get a UCF review out to you guys. We're going to be recording a BYU preview and predictions episode over the next couple of days, so be on the lookout for that coming out later this week. And of course, on the channel, going to have the snap count stream and everything else that we do on the Country Roads webcast throughout game week. Plenty of Mountaineer sports content tent especially with basketball season starting now we're going to be covering that as well so subscribe to us on the country roads webcast subscribe to the west virginia sports now youtube channel check out our show and all their great mountaineer sports content on the web there at wvsportsnow.com and if you want to stay tuned to exactly when our content is releasing you can follow us on social media to be able to do that on x at wvu country roads country roads webcast on facebook and instagram and i hope you guys have enjoyed listening or watching to this episode here on 176 of the Country Roads webcast. Having said that, as always, I'm Jordan Cruz, and until next time, let's go Mountain. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those.